Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. If you would like to ask a financial question or a career question or a retirement question or anything else on your mind, we'd love to hear from you. All you have to do, send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Or you can always get to us from the website, JillOnMoney.com, and just click on the Contact Us button. Today, we've got Leith from North Carolina. What can I do for you? So listen, recently retired, um, gave us, gave my wife and I an opportunity to take a look at our savings and our IRAs and our 401s and everything and combine them and, and more or less um, have a better view of what we have now in terms of our uh, retirement savings. Okay. So my question to you is, our, our savings are made up of IRAs, 401s, some cash, uh, some real estate and that type of thing. But, uh, you know, I'm not an expert in finance. So my concern is, how do I know or what are some flashpoints that I should be aware of to say, hey, wait a minute, are we in good shape in case we have another economic Mm. downturn? I just want to be prepared and not caught off, you know, not knowing what to do when I start to see the warning signs. You know, I think that's a great question. Let me let me go back first and do the more mundane stuff, which is you and your life. Uh, so you are retired. How old are you? I am 67. And your wife is how old? She is 66. And is she also retired? Yes. Okay. If you look at your total income from Social Security, pensions, any uh, real estate income, what is the income that is coming in every year now? Well, of course, that depends, but probably somewhere around a hundred thousand, maybe. Great. And does that hundred grand cover your basic needs or even your desired needs? It does. Okay, so you're good. So the the income you're generating is good. Are you in that hundred thousand dollars? Are you including money that's coming out of your investment accounts, or just money from pensions, social security, or real estate income? It would be really a combination of all. Okay. So if I had to say, what is the income that is coming almost automatically? So social security and pensions, what, what would that number be? That would probably be 75% of it. Okay. So great. So social security and pension. And so you need another 25 grand from your total savings slash retirement savings to generate the money you need on an ongoing basis, right? I would say that's a fair statement. Great. Now, tell me how much money right now you have in just retirement assets, meaning your IRAs and your 401ks. I would say probably close to $2 million. Okay. And savings, cash, meaning money that's already been taxed that's set aside. Yeah, probably another one. Okay. And real estate, you own your home now? Yes, I do. Okay. No mortgage. No mortgage. Great. Let me just say this. If I could give you like one of those weird checklists and uh, from like a doctor, and I would say, if you gave me this as a doctor, I would say you are in stunning health. You have nothing to worry about. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. You, well, you don't want, you want to worry? I'll let you worry. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to worry, but I want to be smart. I don't want to be caught. I got you. I got you. But here's one of the reasons why we go through this sort of exercise, because you got three million bucks, right? Mm -hmm. If you were the most risk averse person 
in the world. If you said, I hate risk, I never want to, I mean, I really, I could just have maybe 20% in the stock market. That's it. And everything else, I really want to batten down the hatches. I want to be safe. You would still be able to pull fifty, sixty thousand dollars out of this account every year, pay some taxes due on the pre-tax stuff, and have the money you need to support yourself. The reason why that's important to know is you're going to ask me a question now about how to prepare for bad things happening. And what I can tell you is the easiest thing to do to prepare for bad things happening is to save a boatload of money. And you've done that already. So that is essentially the hardest work. And it's the biggest challenge that when people call in here, I have to say to them, well, you know what? You actually haven't done such a good job. You have done an amazing job. So the reason why this is so important is that you've put away the money that you need more than you need. The money that you need to generate income wise is really such a low number relative to the total assets that you've saved that you don't really even have to take on a lot of risk. You know, I, I, I listen to a lot of different people about finances and read things. And one of the things I'm hearing is somebody saying, you know, don't have a lot of cash in, in banks right now, have it in the market. You have cash in banks in these, you know, not making any money. What should you do with your cash that you have in, in savings accounts in banks that okay. really is not doing anything. So first of all, I think that people who are saying, oh, don't have cash on hand are idiots. Is that a nice way of saying it? Because you've got to have enough cash on hand to weather a downturn. So what, this gets into your question, which is, you know, you've got cash on hand. What, what should you do with it? Well, one way to weather a downturn is to make sure that you've got some money in cash. So let's talk about what you would need to feel comfortable. Pretend it is, let's just say you retired and it's the end of 2007. You've entered 2008 with the exact same scenario you just laid out to me. And at the beginning of 2008, I will tell you that pretty much all these knuckleheads that worked at big investment houses were saying the same thing. They were saying, don't have cash on hand, the market's doing well, buy the dips, all those things, because no one really quite understood the magnitude of what was going to lie ahead of them. That said, the best defense against an economic downturn is to have basically no debt. You know, you had your mortgage still, I wouldn't be, and working, it wouldn't be a big deal, but you don't have debt. And to have two years of expenses sitting in a safe place, which for you, you know, you don't even, you, you get income, but let's say you needed, you said, I'm going to keep 200 grand in cash and you want to maximize that cash. You want to have some laddered CDs. You want to have some short term government bond funds just so you have a little bit of extra juice as opposed to a rotten money market or savings account rate. Fine. But beyond that, you don't need more. And then when you really want to prepare for something going badly, you have a well-diversified portfolio. What you are now asking me is, well, how can I prepare for an economic downturn, but also take advantage of the market continuing to rise? And the answer is you can't have it both ways. You know that because every investor knows that. So what is the portfolio that's going to prepare you for if something bad were to happen in the future, but also allow you to participate? And that is a pretty much of a classic balanced portfolio. So if you looked at your retirement assets and you said, well, I've got half of the stuff that's mostly in risky 
assets and half of it in less risky assets like bonds or uh, at least having, you know, it doesn't have to be the most boring bond, but it could be a types, various bond types. That is sort of splitting the difference. But you can't have it both ways. And I don't think you need to. The part about your situation that's amazing to me is that in essence, you don't actually need to grow your money. Your money will last you for the rest of your life. I know you don't want to give it away, but you have to ask yourself this question. Let me ask you, what would make you more upset if I looked at the next year and I said, let's say, let's say the next three years before you turn 70, in the next three years, you can either fully participate in the market's rise or you would have to fully participate in the market falling apart. Which is more appealing to you? Well, of course, if the, you know, if the market rises, right? Oh, they, see, that's the fascinating thing. Maybe. Let's say that I said... Well, he, but, 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 but let me, let me amend my, my, question, my okay. answer to you. Okay. Well, my position has been always about pace and balance. Right. So I feel like our our portfolio is is balanced. I mean, we have we have domestic stocks, we have bonds, but we're very conservative. Okay. So I can be completely happy with not a lot of growth every year, but a moderate amount of growth as long as it's, you know, pretty consistent year in and year out. Mhm. But let me so, I guess what I'm wondering from from my perspective is why are you so focused on the growth part since you are a balanced investor you started the call with like how can i prepare for an economic downturn and i would say to you you know it's pretty easy the way you prepare for it is to may have some cash on hand and to make sure that you're not asking too much of your portfolio's performance on the downside so if the market were down by 25 percent next year because we're in a recession would you care that you're Three million turned into two and a half million, or would you be more concerned with make sure making sure that that three million stays three million? In other words, as you get older and you need to rely on your assets to generate income, most people would say, "I'm much more afraid of losing money than concerned about me making money on the way up." And that's what I'm trying to figure out from you. Are you more concerned about losing something if the market were to turn south, or are you more concerned with not missing out on the way up? I guess I'm more concerned with the first part. Yeah, of course you are, because you're a human being, and that's the smart way to be. So what I need you to try to do, which is so hard, is I need you to try to drown out the the little devil that's sitting on the side, uh, sitting on your shoulder, and saying to you, "Don't miss out on the top. Don't miss out on this. Don't miss because of course you're going to miss out on it." You are not the type of person who needs to actually capture so much of the upside. Frankly, if the market is up 10% this year and you're only up 4%, it doesn't matter. You're fine. You're in amazing shape. You have done the hard work. You've saved the money. So now, as opposed to every other knucklehead out there that really has to invest to beat inflation, and you don't have to worry. You are in a great place. So- Okay. Just try to remember that. Say every time the market goes up or, or the fact that I have too much money in cash, I call that you. Sl- it's called sleep at night money. If you're really wanting to have a portfolio that is bulletproof against a, a downturn, you've done it. The way to do it is actually to save your whole life. And then not to risk too much as you get older. Right. Right. Well, no, I understand that 100 percent. And no, I think I, you're I'm in good shape. 
Well, what what I, what I wanted to get from this call was a level of, of uh, assurance and, I guess, confidence what what we're doing is the right thing. Yes. Doing, like we are. Yeah, you are. And you've done a tremendous job. You've saved the money you need. Okay, that's the call of the week. We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday. And you can download the show anywhere that you get your podcasts. Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, wherever. If you have a financial question, just give us a holler. Send an email to askjill at jillonmoney.com or go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can click the Contact Us button right there. Oh, by the way, while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter. It's free. Why not? Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13. See you next week.